Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve, and with me, as always, is the man who outran the three-legged dog, Heracles. He fought the two elderly women who were holding back the grocery store line, and he, of course, solved the puzzle, that only 24-piece puzzle with no picture on the front of it. Uh, we have Goldstone. Yes, indeed. What you have heard is true. And today we are talking about <laughs> episode nine of season five of The Last Kingdom. The second from the last episode yes. of the final season of The Last Kingdom. We're going to give you, as always, our, our spoiler talk here in a bit, a little recap, our favorite moments, our best bro moments. It's going to be so brief, you might pull a groin. Yeah, you might pull two groins, um, uh, maybe even three. Incredibly, incredibly brief. What did you think of this episode, Steve? I liked it. I, I generally liked it. Um, the beginning was really good. Um, I really enjoyed the beginning and just like, here we go. Here we go. We're, we're moving towards the end. Yeah. And then I would say the the second half, there was a lot of sort of it was like set up for the final episode kind of stuff going on. So it slowed down a little bit for me. But there's a lot of, again, big moments uh, in this episode before that happens. But it's still going down. But um, yeah, I, I, I really and, and to be clear, everyone, we are going to be talking today about episode nine of season five. We're not going to get any episode 10 here, though. So no spoilers for episode 10 if you haven't seen that, but anything up to that here yep. in a bit. Uh, but we have seen the whole show. That's I've right. now watched it through twice. little different perspective now, too, since I watched yeah. it the first time. But anyway, though, I liked it. I liked the, the episode. Um, I, was a, I was a little actually when I was watching, I was like, well, this is the second from the end, though. I was, I was getting a little worried my first watch through. Um, okay. Like, you know, what did you think? What did you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I give this one a nine out of 10 um, because it had um, some characters that mean a lot to me that are in this episode that I had not seen in a while. There is a lot of cool Constantine stuff in this episode, I have to say, and we get some cool bro mission stuff, uh, which which yeah. I liked, which yeah. I really liked. And let me say too, I still really, I still really liked the episode. I liked it when I was first watching it. I guess um, I was a little concerned. Um, so on the second okay. watch through, though, I I enjoyed it more. Let me let me clarify that because that wasn't very clear. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a nine as well, just because again, all the things you said, we we start getting some more bro stuff going on that I feel like has been a little bit more scarce this season, and they they do agree. start handing you things like here you go, here's some things for you. For your yes. for your last episode here, I would say towards the it, end, though, still kind of like setting up. It definitely sets it up really well, though. It sets, it sets it up, up really well. So and I well. thought it was still pretty exciting. I think we should just dive into it because a lot to talk about in this one. Spoiler alert, people. Again, episode nine of season five of Last Kingdom. If you like this uh, talk we're giving here, make sure you give it a like, subscribe, follow, share, all that fun stuff. We have all of our social mm -hmm. media Linked in the description below. Make sure you check out all of our cast and cruise talks, our other episode talks. Go to our channel. And there's all that fun stuff there. We got more on the way. So more on the way. So many things. So we left off last episode where Edward had been like, no, you guys cannot go to Bevenber. And everybody was really mad at him. So this episode starts where 
actually they're like sharpening axes and Finnan's like, we got to get ready to go. They're trying to leave. And it's interesting here because I think Finnan or says to Uhtred's like, he, he wouldn't attack Saxons, would he? Edward wouldn't attack Saxons, would he? And Uhtred's like, tell that to the Mercian elderman. And so it's like Edward, you know, he's gone farther than we expected him to this season. So I wouldn't put anything past him. No, no. And what's really cool, what what uh, eventually what ends up happening is he ends up going with them. He ends up actually he does change his mind. Yeah. Why he changes his mind, though, is because Aylesworth goes to him and says, <laughs> chicken. <laughs> That's exactly what she does. <laughs> She's like, I know why you won't do it. It's because you're afraid. He's like, I'm not afraid. She's like, I'm your mom. I know when you're afraid. <laughs> I'm your mom, you punk. And she's like, you won't do it, chicken. You won't invade. You won't invade Ben Burt, chicken. <laughs> it's a bro moment here. We get a good bro moment here between the two of them. Between mo- mother and son. Mother and son moment, bro moment. Right? Yes. right? Little mother son. I don't know if we've had a mother-son bro moment here mentioned I don't before. I think so. We've had father-son bro moment. A lot of father-son. Fought with Alfred and, and, and Edward. Yeah, this is pretty cool here because she says, what she, which besides that, she says, you're afraid. But she says, you're not afraid of like going there. You're afraid of like living up to your dad's right. expectations and his dream and doing exactly. this stuff. And, exactly. Um, because, you know, Alfred was the one who envisioned all of England all together. But it didn't happen in his lifetime. Now here's Edward, and yeah. he's been and pretty much doing it all in one season. But last episode, he was kind of giving up on it. He's like, I'm going to split Northumbria. And, you know, he's like, well, yeah. my father had a dream, but, you know what, whatever. So I'm going to do this instead. So, you know, she's kind of talking to him about, look, we can do, you can do this. She's like, you're deserving of this. You are as good and honorable as your father. It was a pretty cool moment, mm. you know, and she's like, this is your destiny sees this moment and she just walks away and gives him that to kind of chew on i think and chew on it he does because when the boys get ready to leave utrid fennin aldhelm there is a huge army outside the gates of effowich there and it's edward at the head of it and you're like they're all like oh crap (laughs) he's going to now kill us all (laughs) we're dead (laughs) We're so dead. This is an awesome moment. Yeah, it's 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 funny because he's like he sets it up sort of in a way. It's like as if he was waiting for Utrid, is way it was. Yeah. As if this was like kind of part of the plan, and Utrid was the one lagging behind. He's like, oh, to Bember, Lord Utrid, which is yeah. I mean, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. And now Tom's like, like give him give him this moment, Utrid. Yeah, like, yeah. And it was <laughs> like, sure thing, of course, yeah. just like we planned. <laughs> And this was this what I was talking about, even when I first watched it, this mm-hmm. I love this moment um, just because it's just so. It's, it's so rewarding that like someone is like uh, finally like Utrecht, let's yeah. take an army and let's go take back Bevenberg for Wessex you. Wessex has like always denied him. Even Edward himself has denied him a couple times on this quest. Mm-hmm. You know, even going back to season four, he denied him when you thought. Uhtred was like, oh, Edward's my guy. He's totally going to give me men. Mm-hmm. It's been so hard to get support for this mission. Now, listen, they're not doing it for Uhtred. No, the stars they wouldn't have kind just of do it. Yeah, the stars have kind of aligned. Uhtred knows this. Uhtred even feels a little guilty about it. Like, this is kind of working out really well for me, even though 
he's kind of torn Elf between Wed his daughter is his kind of gone off and... right exactly so Ethel this is an awesome moment this is sort of a bro moment i thought yeah Devinber, lord utrid 100 like yeah i love that there's a lot yeah. of little bro moments in this episode i would say mm -hmm. yeah I, I think so i think there's some cool bro moments in this episode for sure for sure. But speaking of Bebb and Burr, they then, oh, by the way, the, the plan is for Edward and the guys and Uhtred, they're, they're thinking, let's just cut off Constantine. Okay. They know the plan now, right? Mm -hmm. So let's cut Constantine off before he gets to Bebb and Burr. Cause if he gets into Bebb and Burr, it's going to be real tough to get him. So if we cut his army off, we should be good. And then we can just pin Ethelhelm down, get Elfwin back. We'll be, this is the plan. Okay. And so at Bebember, Wittgar and Ethelhelm are talking and Wittgar sees that Ethelhelm's just stocking up supplies. And he's like, what are you preparing for a siege? And Ethelhelm has, kind of has an answer like, no, because, you know, we don't want to overstay our welcome. We'll take this to go. We'll just put it into go boxes. <laughs> but really, yeah, I yeah. think Ethelhelm, you know, mm. is preparing for a siege, possibly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Using using Wickgar's fortress, <laughs> it's just like with all the food he was like literally just talking shit on last episode. I know. I know. He's like, Let me just stock up on these sandwiches I was just crapping on. Well, I like this part because you know Ethelhelm walks away, and Wickgar's talking to his guy, and he's like, "Does your cousin still like ride with the Saxons?" And he's and Wickgar's not dumb. He's like, "Yeah, that's why we're gonna stay inside Bevinber." <laughs> That's why we're not leaving Bevenberg because mm -hmm. Utrecht's out there. And that's when my little song went off. Smart, 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 smart. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. Um, and then they say, though, um, when the Scots come, set fire to that church. That They show a church that you can see from the walls of Bevenberg. And, and when that church is it's set like fire, this it's a like, signal. Uh, tree clearing, yeah. though. I just hope there's not a service going on when the Scots come. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> yes. Also. King Constantine does show up yes. and to the fortress. And it's it's funny because they're all thinking like, ah, oh, no, he'll definitely show up with the, his army will go in first and then he'll go he'll mm -hmm. going through the front gate. And then he just shows up right on the beach. First one off, just he walks just hops up to the up. fortress. He's like, all right, here we go. He, yeah, literally, that's his attitude. Just so He's peppy. like, my men, my men arrive at the sea gate, but a king enters a fortress through the front. Mm -hmm. And he just like walks right past Whitgar. And Wickgar's face, like he looks back at him and he's like kind of confused because he's like, what kind of king is this at first that shows up like this? Mm -hmm. And Constantine and his like jolly, confident demeanor, I think Wickgar's a little impressed because he kind of has this look on his face like, like hmm, mm -hmm. after he walks by. Maybe I'm interpreting that wrong. I think a little part of Wickgar is like, oh, this king is kind of cool. I think everyone's thinking this. <laughs> everybody's thinking this. I think everyone's thinking that. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. And he shows up too, but he shows it in like he continues into Bebenbur and Ethelhelm's like, Well, you weren't expected. And he's like, Oh, yeah. I like to keep everyone off guard. And they're talking to him and they're like, Well, now Edward's gonna hear that you came. Like, why did you make it so obvious that you came? And he's like, I did not become a king to hide in a forest. And he's basically like, Look, there's spies everywhere. They're gonna find out anyway. Uh, so what what's the big deal? Yeah, why don't you just chillax? Just chillax. I'm, I'm the, a king. I'm going to do what I want. And now he sits at the head of the table, by the way, Constantine. And Aylford comes down and he's like, oh, is this the boy that you want to make king? And he like offers him this advice that's also sort of a slam at Ethelhelm. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, here's a piece of advice to from a king to a future king. 
never trust your advisors or something like yes. that. <laughs> Which is so funny. He's, um, a, he's a lot of great and not great advice too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it this episode where he's like, never meet a woman on an empty stomach? Yeah, it's this episode. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, Elflin has already arrived. She's at Bebenbur. And they're like, when he's sitting and eating dinner, like, oh, we'll go get your, your future bride. And, you know, as they're walking away, he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, I'll visit her alone after. To eat. And at, at this point, when I'm first watching this, I'm thinking like, uh, with everything I've seen with Constantine, like, I'm worried, like, yeah, I was a little worried. He's going to like, just force her into doing something. I was a little worried about it, too. I was worried about it because I don't know him that well yet. No. I, I know I like him. Is like a bad guy right now. Is like someone that I think I'm supposed to not like, but he's cool, you know, sort of like a lot of the Danes have been. So, but yeah, he has that great line. And he's also says, you know, he keeps saying, like, I will not sit and wait for an attack to Ethelhelm because Ethelhelm keeps trying to convince him. Hold out for a siege. Yeah, just hold on for a siege. And he's like, it's cowardly. And that's a theme with a Constantine we'll talk more about. But I think we should just jump right to that scene with Elfwin then. Yeah, absolutely. We have already talked to Rod Hallett, who plays Constantine in this show. And I was telling him, if you listen to that talk, this is Colby when I, when I was first watching this show, when I was first watching the season, rather. He texted me and be like, there's this awesome guy. You have to wait. He's at the end of the, at the, end of the season. There's these great moments. And I knew as soon as I saw this scene with him and Elfwin, I was like, this is like a classic, like Eric and Ethel fled moment, yeah. you know, and you, you always loved Eric. You know, I was like, yeah. this is definitely who's talking. And I love this scene, though, too, as, as Steve, too. I also I really love this scene. One, it's just it's so well done. Um, and then two, it's just it's kind of like gives you a new perspective on who Constantine is just because oh. he he goes in. And like you said, you're kind of like, uh, what's going to happen? And he yeah. ends up pretty much saying, like, I'm not going to have sex with you. I'm going to marry you and I'm going to leave you alone. And that's the way it's going to be. And yeah, he's like, like, you can stay in any <laughs> fortress you want. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to get rich off the lands of Mercia. He's like, I might visit there, but never your chamber. Like, never your chamber. It's, it's so like, funny, too. Like, the more he says, like, the less I am going to be involved with you and the less I yeah. care about you, like, the happier she looks. <laughs> I know. He's like, and I will never love you, he says. And I think by the end of this conversation, she kind of loves him a little bit. I know. I know. <laughs> she looked happy by the end. She was like, she was infatuated. <laughs> she was like, this is the most honesty anyone's ever given me. Like, yeah. and, and he's like, all right, bye. Yeah. He's like, he's so awesome in this scene. And, and yeah. Rod Hallett delivers these lines so, so well that uh, I think we all fall in love with him a little bit. I think we all just, you know, you know, and, and she says to him, like, that's the first time someone's been honest with me in a very long time. And she kind of chuckles a little bit. It was just, I don't know, it was just so funny when I was watching this. And he's literally like, I'm not going to love you. I'm not going to have sex with you. For like, we're probably not even going to talk. And like, she looks happier as yeah. he goes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. But he also says this too. Like, he, he tries like approaching her nice. And, and he's like, why do you hate me? You know? Mm -hmm. And she's like, because you're making me marry you. And I don't want to marry you. Isn't obvious. It's like, okay. And he's like. You know, it's not a terrible curse to, you know, you're going to be rich. Uh, you'll be well cared for, he says. And, you know, she's still cold to him. And he's like, who are you in love with? She's like, what? She's like, clearly, like, you're in love with someone. 
And she's like, I'm not going to share that with you. Like, you know, you just met you. And he's like, okay. But as I see it, you know, since we're going to be married, I should divulge my heart to you. And he's like, I am in love. The woman has taken herself. And he's like, I have no wish to betray her by humping you. He's like, she's like, she's married herself, but she is mine. Yeah. So it's like, man, he's got a deep backstory. Yeah. But a couple assassins. Now those he can hump. A couple assassins. Now that's different. We no, think he was something. Maybe maybe they're just giving him a massage. I don't know. Yeah, with a happy <laughs> So awesome scene with Elfwin. And as uh, maybe Elfwin's like, well, okay, maybe I don't want to be rescued now. Maybe I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. All right, fine. Sounds nice. You Sounds know, like, like a... I was just kind of running around before this, so... I was just running around. Now you're offering me, like, a bunch of fortresses I can go stay at whenever I want mm-hmm. and be rich and... I'm not going to be queen anymore. Be a queen? Like... Well, I'll be a queen, but... I but never not, with, to... not with the Saxons. She wasn't. The Saxons. Yeah. How about be a queen again? Let's go back. Um, like we said, Edward meets up with Utra and they ride out. And they're setting up camp and basically talking about their plan for going to Bember. And they hear Elfwin's at the fortress. And and, and I don't know if they, I don't know if they hear Constantine's there yet, but first they hear that the Scots are leaving or you know, they've seen a boat leave and it's heading toward Bember. Mm-hmm. Citric always bringing that info. That's Citric with the info and the goddamn arms. His, his yeah there's freaking there's a, arms what there's a scene when like they're strategizing at the camp and he's standing sideways and i'm like that was intentional that was intentional <laughs> to show up them triceps yes he's and he's always been lean too yeah. you know but like like this season now he's not only lean but his arms are like huge like he just it, it also looks like he just got a pump before every scene. That might be it, too. <laughs> that might be it, too. But he's, no, he's huge. And that happens, too, like when we see that. I love how they're, they're trying to think of a way. How do we how do we do this? How do we get into Bevenberg? Because they've heard Constantine is coming. Finnan at first is like, why don't we just take the three of us? And we I go love teach this. your cousin a lesson. I love this. And this is a, this is the scene um, from the, the trailer that when it was all edited together, like it made me almost orgasm. But like in this moment here, like when he's just like, why don't we just take a couple of horses right out there and teach your cousin a lesson? It was just great because like, yeah. that's just how they're, they do their missions. They're like, they ask for help. No one helps them and they yeah. go get the mission done anyway, except yeah. that one time at Bember. But right. So, I mean, like it was, but, that was pretty cool that. And speaking of that one time at Bevember, Uchtred's still pretty doubtful here. We talked about it last episode, how he was yeah. doubting it, but he continues to be and, and Finn in here is trying to talk him into it. Mm-hmm. And Uhtred's like, do I really waste all these people's lives, you know, risk their lives for this? And and Finnan's like, yeah, that's what they've been waiting for. They want to be part of this. Like everybody's seen seasons one through four. Like <laughs> they want to, you to help you get Babin. We saw Alfred on the horse at the end of season three, holding up the sword, you know, <laughs> like we so, want that. We want Northumbria. Come on. Yeah. We want it. And- and that's when the massive tricep dude, Citric, tells Uhtred that Constantine is already within. Mm. Okay. Now they're really concerned because they're like, ah, oh, we misjudged this. We thought we could cut him off. We misjudged it. They're still saying like, oh, well, maybe he's just there and the army's not there yet. You know, they're still like playing with that. So we might be okay. We just, we're not sure right now. So they want to get more info. And they're thinking maybe we could do some SEAL Team 6 stuff, get Elf one out, yeah. and mm-hmm. like avoid some loss. 
yeah. um, during the fight well, here. And because Edward's just like, well, let's just attack now then, just in case the army hasn't arrived. Yeah. And Aldhelm's like, well, do we really want Ethelhelm trapped in a corner like an animal with Aelfwin? Like, we don't know what he'll do. Uhtred then says verbatim, guys, let's do SEAL Team 6 shit. Let's <laughs> let's let's go shady gang in here. Yeah, no, but yeah, you're right. He comes in with this SEAL Team 6 plan. He's like, I know a way, but I can only take a few men. And it leads to just an awesome moment. Love this, Love this moment. They end up going and they end up taking like a, a pretty difficult trail to yeah. remember. You know, like they got on old trails and, and the difficulty said, you know, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Difficult. Yeah. Max difficulty for this one. Max difficulty. And then all of a sudden the the bridge from the trail runs out. So they're like, well, we're just going to have to climb vertically now. <laughs> Free bird, bird poop bird all poop. the way up. This. <laughs> I love just like the setting of Bember yeah. too. Just like the it's bird so cool. poop in the ocean. And it just, really feels like it's impenetrable. And it feels like it's its own thing too. Like yes. it feels so much different than all the other settings we go to yep. in the show. Totally, totally. It's it is unique. And the other part I love too when they're planning this part is an, is a cool smaller bro moment because Uhtred's like, I can only take a few men. Uhtred's like, Pierlig, are you strong enough to join us? And Pierlig's like, Are you strong enough to stop me? And I'm like, that's awesome. I love, I love that. Pierlig, man. That's a great line. And I'm just had a lot of bro moments. He's, he's, he's a, a lot one, of, all of mine, yeah. but he's had a pretty large amount of bro moments, yeah. like this this season. Totally. And the only reason I don't think he's been taking all of them is just because this is the last season. There's so many other huge things that happen pretty much every. Yeah, episode. they're not always the most significant bro moments. They're like really cool ones, and they're small. But you know, I, I mean, what he did for Brito's way more, more than she deserved. But that was a lot to do with his faith. Mm-hmm. him and finn in yeah, him and totally. utrid yeah he's um, in a lot he's a lot of cool stuff yeah and that, i now, love that moment too yeah and before the boys start on the really hard all trails trail along the cliff of bebenburg utrid's like all right i gotta go get help from someone and i know someone who can help us oh. and so they go to bay Oh my God. I love this part. It's just, uh, yeah. Well, they go and Uhtred's like looking for someone and there's just a bunch of people around. There's people selling stuff and he sees this woman with hair and she turns around and it's somebody we don't know, but she's blonde, and, but she's blonde and, and she's and a nun. So she's in nun clothes. So we're like, could that be? And then she turns around and it's not. And it's like, Oh damn. damn. But then somebody's creeping on Uhtred and they just show and it's held. It's held, and I'm like, I'm like, held, held. Oh my god, it's held. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. We love Hild. I think okay? everyone loves Hild, but we and love like, her more. Who doesn't love Hild? Hild yes. is awesome, and she's been gone all season. She was not in season four very much, just a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, we saw her in the beginning, and, and it she's has to do gone. with her her character's phased out of the warrior stuff. She's not going to be with Uhtred for a lot of this stuff, anymore. and she's not. I don't think she's really present in the books at all. Correct me if I'm right. wrong. After like her right. season two sort of skint. I mean, Uchid will right. talk about her every now and then in the books. He'll like bring yeah, up as a memory people he's dated and stuff. But yeah, it's but great yeah, to so see them. This is awesome. I wish he would have said the his line that I you're know. that you're too good a woman of, for God alone in this episode. I, I wish he would have said that. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that he had, that we would have said that. 
Yeah. That would have been I awesome. love that. Well, I love it when they do that. That that's such a good line. And it's so true. So uh he tells her, I've come for Bebenburg, and he's like, I need help. And she immediately says, No, he's too young. And he's like, Not his. And it's just like, there we go. We're getting closer to this mystery person who that we think is going to be Uhtred's son, who, you know, we're starting, you know, we got a little hint earlier in the season. Um, so, but we don't know yet. We don't know yet. But he asked, is Heston still around these parts? Is he still Old in Heston. Heston is just wheeling and dealing here. Mm. And this is a pretty cool moment, too. He comes up behind him, puts the, the hilt of wasp sting in his back. And Heston's just like, steal from me and you will regret it. And Uhtred just starts laughing and Heston turns around. And he's like, God damn it, Uhtred. <laughs> I love their relationship. It's just, it's so, there's this animosity between the two of them, you know, yeah. because they've betrayed and fought against each other. And Heston had like, was just king of the shit talk in season yeah. four. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he many, was. He hung and he tried to kill him by hanging him upside down. The most creative like James Bond way of killing anyone that we've seen in the last kingdom. Yes. So, but there's, they still like, like they're not out there's, to get each other. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. You know, like they don't want to kill each other all the time. I mean, it was in Heston's best interest to kill Uhtred at the time, I think, because he wanted to impress Sigtrigger. Um, but now they're also, they've both grown older and Heston doesn't really seem interested in fighting anymore. And no. he's, he's a very successful businessman now. <laughs> yeah. So, He's like, and Uhtred's just like, I need your help to take Bebenber. Heston's just like, no, 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 absolutely not. No. And And Uhtred's like, well, you can get some some shit out of the deal. And he's like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, he's basically like, I'm I'm busy making silver. One of the lines that gets him, though, is that Uhtred's like, will they let you enter Valhalla for just making a lot of silver? And Heston like thinks about it a second, but he still is like going to refuse. And yeah, he ultimately like says, I'm going to pay you. You're going to get something out of it. And he's like, you'll know I'll have enough when I take Bebenberg. You know, you'll know I have enough. You know, I'm good for it when I got you know Bebenberg. You know, I'm good for it. You know, and and Heston, I think at this moment, is like he's Uhtred. He's oh, definitely going to get chances. He's going <laughs> to succeed. <laughs> and he's like, you know, this might not be smart of you. I'm not known for my loyalty. Hild, when Uhtred's on the way out, is like, Maybe I should join you too. He's like, no, I don't want to bring you into this. And she's like, well, can we really trust Heston? She's like, I want to be there to keep an eye on him. Yeah, and also too, she she talks Uhtred into this because he kind of goes to her. He's like, am I doing the right thing here? She's like, your motive is pure. Again, yeah, Uhtred's still yeah. questioning whether or not Bember if is mm-hmm. he should if he should be doing that, which is so. I, I love it because you yeah. know it's something that he wanted so bad up until he failed in season four. And now he's just kind of like, you know, you can tell like he'd put that aside. Like he was like, I'm done. Right. I'm done with that. So it's it's pretty cool that this is it's still like something he's like earning, working for in his mind, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not just like, yep. All right. Now, Bember, 100 percent. I'm down. I mean, it's right. definitely he did. It's definitely something he wants. But anyway, though, they come. That's when they come up with the plan to sit down with Pure Leg, Hild, <laughs> the Heist team. Yeah, I know we've got I wish I wish they would have done like sort of like that. That's sort of like uh classic, like heist montage. montage where they're, like, they're showing like, like each screen. of the team players, like like the Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. Yeah. We yeah, need, yeah. Oh, when well, we need a talker. Yeah. Someone who can talk us out of any situation. 
and then that's they right. just show fitting. We need a hacker. We need <laughs> we need someone. And to guess break what Pure League is? Pure League is the getaway driver. Yes. Because because Heston's like, why don't you tell him what you're gonna do, Pure League? That part where you sit on your ass. <laughs> that was a great moment. Pure League's like, well, I'll I'll drive the ship away once you guys come out. And I don't think we've ever seen the two of them interact in any way. So it was, it was kind of funny to see these yeah. two characters interact, Pure League yeah. and Heston. And, and the plan is, and what ends up happening is, is that Hild and Heston are going to use the fact that Heston is a known traitor. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to end up shipwrecked um, on the side, of, on the beach of Bember. That's going to bring down men away from the fortress and get mm-hmm. people from looking around um, so that Uhtred and gang can climb the rocks and sneak in through a weakened portion of the wall. And I like the two that, like we said, you know, they so they end up having to climb up then. And when the trail ends, there's a moment where uh, Finnan almost falls and dies because of a seagull, dude. Did you see that seagull? <laughs> yes. I want a spin off series where Finnan finds that seagull and it's just vengeance. It's just <laughs> that seagull almost finished Finnan, dude. Uh huh. They pull him up and uh, they keep going, though. And it's, I just, it's a cool moment though when they pull them up. They all like kind of huge sigh of relief. They chuckle a little bit. Like they kind of hold each yeah, other. Citric is laughing. Citric is yeah. laughing as it's going down. Finnan's not laughing. He's no, just he's like, like oh, oh my God. And Utrecht's too, like, oh my God. I mean, I, it was just a, now that was, it was a great pro moment just seeing the three cool of them. Moment. I mean, first of all, they're climbing, they're doing a mission together, like classic Last Kingdom style. Still um, Team Six. Still like, Team Six, yeah. stealth mission here. Breaking into Bevenberg again. The, see the three of them just together on the wall. Yeah. You know, like that was just so cool. And they end up breaking through like these like mushy boards on the side. And I like to like, it's not like easy to get to, you know, it's not like anyone could have done. It. It's like they're showing like you've got to climb rocks to get yeah. up to this like narrow ledge. And it's like it's like only one section that's like this like it's like softer wood and there's like some part that's like chipped away already. Yeah. And it's like a part that probably, you know, I can, I can buy into this. You yeah. know, if anybody said to me like, Oh, well, it's just so convenient that there's a repair there that they can get in. I can buy this because this is also part of the wall that they probably would not. If they were going to lack anywhere around the wall, this is probably where they would sort of, it's you know, a side that has an ocean and a cliff and a cliff. So the chances of anybody coming up that are slim. Yeah. And, and you definitely if, couldn't bring a large force of guys up right. that side. And if the guards weren't distracted, you know, they certainly probably wouldn't have succeeded. They would have gone in that room and been caught because they were like listening to hear. Mm-hmm. And the reason the guards aren't there is because Wickgar, who saw these, you know, Heston and Hild had washed up on the shore. They're kind of pulling their supplies and they're kind of debating, like, should we just go in? Like, Wickar goes to um, Constantine and, and Ethelhelm, and he's like, everything that washes up is mine. It's on my my land. And Constantine's like, well, if that's your that's your rule, then so be it. Yeah. But then he's like, but I'd be wary of a ploy. Constantine's smart, 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 smart. And he's like, because, you know, maybe they they come in and we leave later. And all of a sudden, you're going to be wanting us back. Because I think, you know, Wickgar's kind of trying to push them out now. He's like, all right, like, you're here. You can get married and, like, leave Bevenbar alone. You know, mm-hmm. he's just like, get the hell out of my place. 
So that was a cool scene with uh, with Constantine. When they they do end up breaking into the fortress, um, and then while this is getting down, Utran is like putting like a helmet on to sort of cover up his face because he's known. And, and Citric then... jumps in a bucket. <laughs> this is this is like great stealth though, right? Like people are coming. Smoothest jump in the bucket is like hide. Yeah, like not even a half a second. He's in the that's, bucket. That's what I was thinking. Like it was so smooth. Like it, so it was smooth. smooth. Like a panther just jumping into a bucket. Like I, if if you told me to hide, I'd need to do like a full three sixty, survey the area. I would be knocking shit over. Citric, no, Citric just jumps in the closest bucket. Like <laughs> bucket. Like, like Mario. It's a small bucket. It's like probably Mario, like a foot tall. Like it's <laughs> like he gets right into it. Woo! Like Mario jumping into one of the pipes or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just goes down. No, but it's it's pretty cool, and so they start sneaking around. We also yeah. see too, like Heston's kind of being bullied by Ethel Helm. Yeah, because if you remember at the end of season four, he was with Citriger when they were taking Wessex, and he was the one right. that, like locked them up in the room in the 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 poopy room. So yeah, he's not a fan of him. So Heston's getting some crap too here. And this was kind of weird to me though, because when Heston gets up to walk away. At the home, like has the guards stand up and stop him, and it's like, Heston, why don't you stay a while and chat? You know, and nothing really came of that. I mean, maybe <laughs> they're just showing that Heston was like trapped now in that hall, yeah, because we—that's the next time we find him—is in that hall. But like, I thought we we're definitely going to come back to like home having him tortured or something or why well, I, I think what was going on with like these scenes like they take away the weapons they separate the two of them you know yeah i think they were just trying to like show like they're this is the delay in the mission here you know what i mean kind of thing right. because as this is all going on uh, because the mission is being delayed here edward ends up saying well let's grab the troops i'm going like yeah. i don't i don't care you know, like I trust Uhtred, but you know this is taking too long. I don't want to be surrounded by the Scots. Let's take Bember while we have the right. men, and just to, to just take it. You know, before we get um, rear-ended here by the Scots. Yeah. So he rides out, and and nobody wants him. Like everybody's disagreeing with him. Aldhelm disagrees with him. Ethelstan, I think, disagrees with him, but he's like, but we have to listen to him. He's the king. Yeah. Ellsworth is Ellsworth even says like, ooh, maybe I gave him too good of a pep talk. <laughs> So they're concerned about this for sure. But it's also like, like this doesn't feel like season four, Edward, where it's just like dumb decision, Edward. Like to me, like, no, I can see his point of view. Like, yeah, like the Scots are going to come if we don't move and just take it now. Sure. Elfwin might get killed. Yeah. But he shows that he doesn't really care about Elfwin here, too. Yeah. Like I'm ready to just take the fortress, um, punish my son um, and Ethelhelm's betrayal and all of his schemes. And let's yes. just get this done let's get this last Ooh. kingdom yeah so he's he's done waiting he's, you know and he also kind of has some choice words about utrid and like thinking is utrid doing this for the wrong motivations they end up showing the boys when they're sneaking around the fortress too here then mm -hmm. as it's going down and it's this, this is, is a cool. great moment because like mark rally who plays finnan you know he's playing an irishman and in real life he's a scot yeah and it's funny because there's down below there's a uh, Scott King Constantine who right. is played by an English actor. Like there's plenty of Scots around. So the plan is if we get someone talks to us, we'll use a Scottish accent. Yeah. And he was like, I think I, I could fake one. And, yeah. And then when they end up, <laughs> then it's Whitgar and his men, they end up uh, catching Citric and Finn and be like, Hey, what are you doing here? Like you need to 
go somewhere else. Um, because yeah, Finnan does do a Scottish accent then. Yeah, um, which is Mark Rowley's real accent. Yes, <laughs> which is hilarious. And I think anybody who knows Mark Rowley is actually Scottish got a real big kick out of that moment. I got it. Like we did. I like that a lot. And I know we got to, you know, if we have Mark back on the podcast, we got to ask him about that. If that was, you know, something he he wanted to happen. Whose idea was that to have him? Because that, that, that is was too, cool. like it's it's funny humor. It's kind of breaking the fourth wall, you mm-hmm. know, um, really different for the last kingdom. But like, it makes sense, though, too. Like, it's not like he's just going to a Scottish no. accent for no reason. It's because. If you're someone who doesn't know the actors, you know, like if we were watching this and we hadn't known anything about the actors, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. It was like, oh, okay, he's just trying to impersonate a Scottish person. That's smart. Mm -hmm. But if you know the actors, it's kind of a cool little thing. But they do end up getting caught. Luckily, Uhtred was wearing a helmet and was just like facing the wrong direction. So they didn't catch him. At first, like they were all together and they come out on the board and he sees on on the other side of this walkway is Wickgar. And Uhtred like instinctively starts like hard walking at Wickgar. Like, I'm just going to end this shit now. He's yes. just going to take him out. And Finnan and Citric are like, no, no, no. Like, but Uhtred doesn't listen. He's on his way. And that's when Wickgar's man comes down the stairs and Uhtred kind of turns his back then. And that's they're how like Finnan and Citric are like separated from him now. So Uhtred's yeah. kind of not noticed because they're focusing on Finnan and Citric. And I love the moment too when they're like, Wickar is like, kind of whining like to constantly like, what the heck? Like, why are your men up here? This is not where they're supposed to be. And Constantine is like, he's no man of mine. I think you've been fooled or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like Constantine in, in the yeah. fact like, these are obviously the people that are helping him reach his goals, and he wants to help them help him to get there. But like. And he'll offer advice, but he's never like trying to make moves for the betterment of everyone else. Like, like if he would have noticed those guys and and noticed that they weren't his men, he might not have said anything, you know. It, like, right. but because like someone brought it up to him, he's like, "Those aren't mine. Those are my guys." You know. Yeah. And so Fennin and Citric get captured, you know. And, and and if you remember early on when Uhtred said like, "What if you guys get captured?" Fennin and Citric were like, "Oh, we have a plan." That's all I'm gonna say. It's it, this then starts to confirm then what Constantine had said earlier. Like maybe people are trying to you know get in here. This yeah. this is a pretty tense time right now. We've got an army coming. We have a hostage. We have a marriage. We have um, mm-hmm. a king's son. You know, there's a lot of things going on here. And um, so then he's like, "All right, well now we definitely have people who've snuck in." And he even says, "Like, are you also shipwrecked Danes?" Yes. You know? And then later on and let's great it's a great uh, moment it's a sad moment um when i was watching it there was a really cool so what happens is heston yes um you know he's on he's on the mission with hild to you know in part try and get Elfwin, get her to the boat and get the hell out of dodge um yeah and because remember heston was originally eric's guy eric's man if you remember who yeah. eric is eric um, was the brother to Siegfried and Eric. They were the two North, they were Northmen, um, yep. not Danes, uh, but they were, the, they were the Norsemen in season two of The Last Kingdom um, who ended up 
when they had captured Ethelfled, Eric had ended up falling in love with Ethelfled, and they did the horizontal tango, um, and she got pregnant. They, they made they, an elf one. They made elf one, and elf one was raised as Ethelfled and Ethelred. Um, Ethelred, yeah. who was the king of Mercia, mm-hmm. died in season four. They raised her though as their child, um, right. even though she was really um, Eric's child. So um, everyone sort of just assumed that though, because she like came back right. pregnant, right? You no, know? yeah, and Ethelred knew it too. Ethelred so. knew it too, but and and I don't know what she knows though. She probably doesn't know anything about Eric. I, I would, don't think I, she I would does. assume no. And and so when Heston says to her like, you know, I was a friend of your true father yeah when he's trying to when he's trying to get her to come with him he, he says, wants to rescue her yeah i thought that was a really cool moment um, and i just, can buy into that moment because you know heston is not a noble character but like for him to do that for eric that would make sense mm-hmm. to me to do something like that to honor eric's memory yeah i think he you know he's always been someone who's he goes with where the victory is going to be kind of thing. He's almost like um, Rumvald in that sense Mm -hmm. throughout the show, but he definitely, I think he liked Siegfried and Eric, even though Eric gave him a good old beat down. um, The one time when he was trying to, that's true. um, Assault Ethelfled. That's true. But that's, that's probably the way of the Danes a little bit. That's how Danes go. That's how Danes go. You know? Um, So, because he's doing this, Elfwin starts freaking out, and King yeah. Constantine comes it rolling in with his men, and it's just like, ah, oh, shit. And yep. you, can, you can see that look on Heston's face too. He's just he ends up uh, getting cornered by them. Constantine puts a sword to his chest, and and he's just like, oh, like you're obviously not just a shipwrecked Dane. You know what yeah. are you really here for? Yeah, Guild's watching in the rafters, and mm-hmm. and Heston's like, I don't know any men, and he he because Constantine also brings up that he has Finn and Citric. He's like, I don't yeah. know any other men. I have, I know no one else. I'm here's a traitor, and yeah, I don't know anything. And this is after Constantine had said to him, like, if you tell me where the others are and you tell me everything, like, only they will die. You won't, you won't die. Which Constantine thinks, like, I know this kind of guy. This this will get him. This will get the information. Yeah. And this is a very surprising moment for Heston. Yeah. He, he says, you know, like, I know no one. I'm not going to do anything. And Constantine ends up killing him. Oh, the stab, though. He just stabs him through and he just leaves the sword and he turns around and starts drinking wine. Just starts drinking. Man, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, we, we talked to Yep by Larson twice. We really like him. Uh, we, we love really you. enjoy him. We love you. I I love to hate Heston and yeah. I hate to love Heston sometimes, um, you know, yeah. because like he's just so fun. I mean, like when he was shit talking Uhtred after the whole Bianca Bember fail back in season right. four, like I just like he had no reason to do that. But like, that's just the way Heston is, you know, like yeah. I just love yeah, that. Yeah. It was it was kind of like a cool James Bond villain moment when he like he tied them upside down in the woods kind of thing. And Super cool. He did fight blood hair. So, I mean, he's, oh, in the moment with Ethelfled, the moment with Ethelfled, oh, yeah. Ethelfled, Ethelfled, Ethelfled. He's had a lot of great moments. He's, he's had really a lot good. of great moments. So I wanted him, you know, if you remember him and Uhtred met because he was actually captured after um, when he was with the, the, the brothers, yeah. Siegfried and Eric, 
when the town revolted yep. and and took back their own town from the Danes, he was prisoner and Uhtred freed him mm -hmm. um, as a prisoner. So that's how they met. So there's always been like this thing between the two of them, like we were saying earlier. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if I wanted Uhtred to kill him. I don't know if I wanted. I think this is this is pretty much kind of what I wanted in the sense that yeah, he, he was gonna try and do something for Uhtred and die. You know, I think that's right. that's I think I think that's what I wanted, and I think that's what I said. I kind of wanted that. I think I said that. something like when he came in, I thought he was gonna unexpectedly save Uhtred at a moment where we least expected him to show up. But this is kind of doing some kind of similar. Like this is the last thing I expected him to do is to throw it's... himself. Yeah. To throw himself onto the sword for Uhtred to save Uhtred. And it's not really directly Uhtred. I mean, he knows Uhtred's there and he doesn't right. know who the prisoners are, I guess. So, I mean, like in his mind, maybe it is Uhtred who's captured and, and he's going to free he's, and he's going to give him a chance to live. So, or something. Um, yeah. Now I'm talking it out. Maybe I do like it. I don't know. I don't I, gotta, I, don't I want to talk to Yepo about it. I want to see your, like what, what was going through Heston's mind here. Because, um, yeah, like you said, this is so uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. And but the thing is, though, he's changed like he's not he's not a fighter anymore in any way. He's yeah. not pretending to be. He's a traitor. And and like it, it almost sounds like like he has PTSD or something from a sword is like, what yeah. it, like it sounded like what they hinted at when we first ran into him. It was like, you know, there was like there was something that happened that made him put down the sword kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I don't and know. So I it was so I wanted to know more about that backstory, I guess too yeah which is why i was kind of disappointed when he died I was, I was like what happened why did he change this so this moment it does seem like it could potentially make sense because he has changed and it's like right you know he is different and and again too he's doing something noble though instead of yeah. running away and maybe maybe too in his mind he thinks this is what's going to get him into valhalla this is something that will because he he's got to know his past a little bit is a little sketchy it's a little not always doing the right thing not the most honorable thing not the most honorable. Honorable thing. doesn't always mean like right for the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he also did some stuff that was surprising with Edith at the end of four, like helping he her at the time. He was taking care of her. So he definitely has a lot of good in him, along with a lot of not so good, I think. Yeah. That's what makes him such an interesting and cool character. And I'm certainly sad to see him die. What'd you think of the death, though? What'd you think? The stab was freaking amazing, by the way. <laughs> That stab, watch the stab again, everybody, because because he doesn't just stab him once. He thrusts it first and he gets like one more good <clears throat> like Rod Hallett, like steps into it. Uh, just a uh, fantastic stab, Rod. Is he and... OK? <laughs> like, Is he okay? Well, um, yeah, I, I thought the death, I thought it was like a little uncharacteristic of Heston to to do what he did. Like we I think we would expect of him is to just save himself. Yeah, that's that's what I would typically would have expected from him. But that's, I think, what makes this moment so special is that he has come to a full change and it gets him killed and it gets him killed. Right. Which but, he knew was know, going to happen. I don't know. I mean, like, I, 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 I mean this in the nicest way possible. Like, I definitely wanted Heston to die, um, mm -hmm. not, not because I hate him or anything, just because, like, he needs to well, die, you know, like he's he's and also like when we made our, our things said what we wanted to like, we thought it was like the end of the last kingdom. We didn't know a movie was going to be coming at the time. Yeah. And maybe when this was written, too, they didn't know there was a movie, but cool death, though. Cool. It was death. cool. And it was cool that Hill got to see it so she could tell 
as Heston's dying, he like looks up at Hild. And like, like nobody notices. No, like Constantine doesn't notice. Well, Constantine was getting a drink, you know. Like, I know he was thirsty like, from that fucking awesome stab. He's like, that, it, like parched. <laughs> parched. And it was a pretty cool death dying scene too like as far as like kind of like in disbelief like oh shit and then there's like a sword and like there's a sword in me like i'm you know yeah and then Yappa, also Yappa too, did a great job yeah. i think he's worthy of from that for getting into valhalla but technically does he get into valhalla i know i can just see people at the gates it's like do you have proof of identification with a sword in hand <laughs> like no we get we get it you you know you check all the boxes but we have to have proof I'm sorry. The sword I'm in the sorry, hand, though, is the rule, you know, but sort of uh... <laughs> he had a sword in his body. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he grabbed it. Loophole. Loophole. Valhalla loophole. I mean, I want him to go to Valhalla. I want him to go to Valhalla for that. I know. He's such a great Viking. He's such a great Dane. He's a great Dane. Definitely yeah. going to miss Heston. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we would have got some more shit. To, but I loved I love what we got from him this season. I did. Me too. Me too. He was he was awesome. He's had a great run since season two. He became a character who, you know, maybe shouldn't have been as prominent as he ended up being in the show yeah. based on the books. And by the way, he's very different than the books. I don't know if he's likable at all by the end of his arc in the books. And Uhtred like has no respect for him in the books. Mm. But in the show, I, just a testament to Yepebek Larson, to how good he played his character, that he became a prominent and like nostalgic character by the end of season five. Like, you know, he shows up on the screen. He's like, oh, there we go. It's there Heston. Go. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was Heston's death. You know, Heston dies and um, Heston dies. they start to get ready then. And um, Edward ends up rolling up to Bember uh, with the army. He does. And there's a great moment when Whitgar and his man they're up on the, the ramparts mm-hmm. looking out and Edward sends Ethelstan to go speak yes which is pretty sweet pretty it's sweet pretty, moment pretty awesome and he's basically like you know give give us Ethelhelm and Aelfwin and we will not attack and he's like if you don't none will survive none will survive like, none will survive okay bye and <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty sweet. Harry Gilby coming out with, uh, you know, we're just seeing him slowly become a king. We're seeing him slowly like molding into this king like guy. I love to that. He is just eating this shit up. You know what I mean? Like Ethelstan is just eating up like his dad's approach to this situation here. He's like such a great student. Yeah, too. (laughs) He's like, oh, I get the ride out. Like, you know, like when he was like when he said none will survive, like I'm sure I'm sure Edward didn't say like, all right, make sure you mention we're going to kill all of them. He's just like, he probably said like, you know, tell them, you know, we're going to come in there and we'll, we'll kill, you know, we'll fight and they'll mm-hmm. lose kind of thing. And he's like, so he adds a little spunk to it too. Totally. You know I mean, I, I really love that. He was just eating this up and just, and just loving being involved in this. Totally. Totally. I think that's pretty much it for this episode too. Yeah. That's where it ends. Uhtred running around the fortress on his own. We have, Finn and Citric locked away. Hild's running around now. Heston's dead. Uh, Constantine and everyone else is getting ready for marriage. And and now yeah. we've got Edward's army lined up at Bember. Ready to attack. Ready to attack. So, Colby, awesome. 
what was your favorite moment from the episode oh favorite moment first today yeah, let's um, go favorite moment. let's fix ooh. it up my favorite moment this episode oh and you could almost call this bro moment too but there's so many other bro moments that scene with Elfwin and Constantine. I would have to say that, but also to Bebenberl and Lord Uhtred was also a moment I freaking love. That's definitely mine. Is when they say to Bebenberl, Lord Uhtred, that the armies are just riding out. We even like yep. there's even like a sunset shot of the men like practicing their sword strikes and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great shot too. I love that. That was cool. There's a lot of these moments that are also, you know, favorite moments. You could also call bro moments. Like you could call Constantine and Elfwin a bro moment. Like he was a total good dude to her. You know, like when you didn't expect it. But that's just who he is too. You could call Heston's a bro moment for saving the bros. You know, trying to. That was a bro moment. I consider Edward saying to Bevenborler Uhtred a bro moment. Yeah. But what would you pick for your bro moment? Bro moment, I'm going to have to just say either the, the bros just climbing the mountain yeah. together mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I just I loved when, like you said, the pure leg moment, like, hey, you want to come with us? You know, yep. uh, you're strong enough to stop me. And then we just see all of them walking out to to go to the mission. And I think they even say when it's is it Cainlith, who's the, the new Cainlith. Oh, yeah. When he shows up one time, he's like, hey, I'll go with you guys soon. Like, no, we this is the this is the team. You're not part of the team. Like. Yeah. Like, also early in the episode, Cainlift shows up when they're all marching and and he's like, oh, I had an amazing adventure. And Finnan's like, no, Cainlift, no, not the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. funny. Um, so, I mean, I just I love seeing Finnan, Citric, Uhtred all together. You know, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make it hard. It's it's on the it's on the cliff face. Oh, OK. When, when they save the him. face. And just the three of them lined up in that shot together, like holding on to each other. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's I just love that. I love the shot. Like, and I love that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so symbolic for their relationship. And like, like here they, they're going into Bember. You know what I mean? It was yeah. Just, yeah. OK, you pick that one. You can I'm going to pick. It. You can have that one, too. No, well, that would be, a, you know, another one. I really love when Edward says to Bevenber, then Lord Uhtred. I love that too. I love that too. Again, I definitely, if it was a little unclear when we first started, I liked this episode way more. My second watch through Mm -hmm. just my first watch through. I just had all these expectations of what I wanted from the, the ending um, instead of just appreciating what I was getting um, sort of thing. So second watch through, it was definitely a nine um, from me though. I've definitely enjoyed it. Well, let us know what you thought. I want to hear what people thought about the Heston death, too. What was your opinion of of Heston and the choice he made at the end? And tell us your favorite moments, your favorite bro moments. A lot of cool ones in this episode. Really good episode. Setting up the last one. Can't wait to talk about the last one. We might do it right now. I don't know. Yes, we will. Uh, So, yes, we will. So go ahead and uh, we'll see you there for that one. And it's like we always say. Goodbye, goodbye, and destiny, and destiny is all. all.